Wait, I'm not. I'm not sure how to follow this. <laughs> how, how do I follow that? How do I follow? How, how one, do you, one does not. One does not simply. You follow. should probably not include that. By the way, <laughs> probably not. We should start the. You should fade in as he's saying. We should probably not include that anyway, just to mess with people. So. So we're see audience audience member, one of the two. Mm-hmm. One of the references oh, to the, the one the, of the, the two. glorious two. Who is not incidentally one of the two that either of the two that have appeared on the show? No. That number of two is getting bigger. Yes. It's like the two is a larger two. Yeah. It's it, like. The value of the two is going into everything except for the quantity. It's just the size of the character. <laughs> just the font is getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like however many points font every time we add a listener, that just adds to the size instead of the quantity. But Correct. Um, so I guess how have things been since last you were on the pod, Riley? Oh, I had a nice, uh, relaxing retreat. Mm. Very tech-free and relaxing and prayerful. I could go for a retreat right about now. As being seminarians, we get to... Well, I'm not canonically a seminarian yet, but the fact remains that we're supposed to take a retreat every year. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. We get to because we have time to which is nice so is that just on the grounds of the seminary then or yeah normally we wouldn't we would go somewhere different years have different things i feel really bad for the deacons because they usually get to go to switzerland Uh, dang at the mother house of our uh, benedictine abbey which is our lady of einsiedeln so that feels bad Dang, feels bad, man. I only missed out on West Virginia, so that's not as much. Mountain Mama, could... <laughs> take me home, country road. But then you could say you've been to West Virginia and never really like, like have that checked off your list without really trying. Just like, okay, yep. I've done it. I don't know. It's probably I, nice enough. I, I feel like the number of people who go to West Virginia at any point is if they're not coal miners. So, if they're not if they're not in the coal business, you, you just don't have a lot of reason to go to West Virginia. The only reason why I know anything about West Virginia is because of the movie October Skies, with Jake Gyllenhaal as Rocket Boy. That, he was a baby in that movie. Oh my yeah, gosh, he was pretty young, he like was, a teenager. Yeah. That's also That's how good. I learned to swear was watching that movie. I don't know <laughs> what my parents were thinking. It's like because they knew we were watching the movie, and they must have just. It must be like one of those things where like. Where you it's forget. It's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, that's true. I and mean, this is well some of those on... movies that the language, you don't think about the language in it until, until you too late. play it. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, they do say that in there. Yeah, because I remember, I remember um, we watched it one afternoon. Of course, maybe I was maybe I was young enough where they thought, oh, he probably won't pick up on it, which was... Dude, the younger you are, the more, the more you pick you, up you, on you, it. You experiment with your uh, ver- vocabulary, we'll say. So my uh, brothers and I were getting ready to go outside and play in the woods or whatever and i remember looking 
looking up at Ryan. I was like, I'm going to try this new word I learned from uh, October Skies. And so I said, just said, just yelled the S word at him. And he's like, no, shh, shh, no, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't let mom hear you. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, I kind of knew I wasn't supposed to say it, but I didn't know what the word was. So that's, uh, that was my brazen four-year-old. Uh, I learned how to say shut up from Thomas the Tank Engine, <laughs> which my mom said, I never said anything naughty until I watched Thomas the Tank Engine and then she couldn't get me to stop. <laughs> Dude, the the trains in that show are absolutely awful to each other. Yeah. They're like the so character petty. the character yeah. James is kind of the worst in that. And my siblings to try to say, "See, you're acting like James the t- the tank engine." I'm like, "No, I'm not. He sucks." <laughs> he he kind of is the worst. Yeah. Thomas isn't even that great most of the time. No, he's just a total troll that likes to be a yes. total um train mean person of, to his yeah. friends <laughs> he's very useful though so if, if, if in this as long as he's of use to the fat controller yes, he can this, stay on the island this uh utilitarian dystopia that they live in on the island of sodor you don't want to work in the quarries do you air quotes on quarries where it's <laughs> they really get put down yeah <laughs> it's like, i haven't seen him in a long time oh he's just working in the quarry well it's like instances where <laughs> they the, just the, like the fact that it's narrated by george carlin i know the american version yeah, i think the british version is ringo star or like, like the 80s that sounds right that sounds and right. i think eventually eric badrin um narrated like from like the early late 90s early 2000s something like that but yeah it was speaking of british slash american tv shows it sort of wrecked my brain that bob the builder was originally a british show Mm. and not american and i was like man i missed out on years of quality british accents in my children's programming why did they take that away from why, me? why did they do, why did they why redub did they, it why did they dub it into american english because yeah i don't know because it was later when we would like borrow a more modern like dvd from the library because a kid wanted to borrow it's like, it wait they're and it's like british? wait why does spud have that awful like like grating accent <laughs> it was like uh Spud is the worst. He he kind of is. I feel like with those kids shows, there's always that character that's just the worst, and you hate them. And sometimes they're supposed to be, and other times they're just annoying. Sometimes they're meant to be funny and silly, Mm -hmm. but it's like, no, you're just a massive, massively awful person. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like, um, that was basically the whole cast of Dora the Explorer, but (laughs) see. They, they that were wasn't just like, the intention. They were all like bleached innocent almost. They're just like all t- not. Oh, they're not smart. No. It's like, do you see? They the, deserve the Swiper perp- to steal their stuff. Like <laughs> half the time. Like just if if you're that dumb, you're asking for it. You just have to tell people who were trying to steal your stuff to not steal your stuff, and they won't steal your stuff. I remember even as a kid getting annoyed. Let's see. I think TV shows for kids often think kids are dumber than they are. Because I remember, you know, how like Dora would be like, where is this thing? And then the computer mouse would eventually click on it after a really long, awkward silence. (laughs) Even as a kid, like, I know you can't hear me. This is a TV. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Just get get on with it. You're wasting time. 
at least Blue's Clues had the good sense to have a studio audience of children telling Steve where things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must have been weird for the kids because he's just walking around in front of a green screen and they're just like... I, th- I think they must have dubbed it in later or something. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> they might not have all been children. A couple of them might be, might have been 30-year-old 30 30 year old women. Yeah, because that was like a lot of the voice actors for like children's characters. Like Junior the Asparagus and VeggieTales. Oh, yeah. And, and also Bart Simpson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... I watched a video where, like, the lady who plays Bart was just going around to talking to random people as Bart, and they're super confused. Because <laughs> she does, like, manipulate her voice a little bit, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, because, like, you can't have a, 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 a young boy be a voice actor on a character forever, unless they're just one of those people who's, you get lucky and their and voice never changes. And also, you can't have a young boy be a voice actor for The Simpsons. Yeah, which has right. been going for almost 40 years at this point. Is that right? No. Uh, yeah. 30. 30. 32, 30. I think. It, it would, it'd be a rotating cast at that point. It would just yeah. be like a different voice every two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, speaking of animation, we're talking about a Studio Ghibli film today. No, we aren't. No, we're huh? not. That was last. That was last. Oh, what am I talking about? No, where, no, 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 no. Where, another, where is your another, head spin? Dang it, my my brain. Just to roll the intro. Uh, we're the Palladium Papists. I'm James. I'm Nathan, and I'm Riley. Hey, Riley, what are we actually talking about? Another this anime. Year? We're talking about a Studio Bones production. Okay, there called we go. Mob Psycho 100. I don't know why I was still on the. Maybe it's I because it's I, you bought... I picked up Princess Mononoke last. So that was on my brain yesterday. So because I'm like, I like that one a lot. We haven't we watched watch it, it yet. Some point. But uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. But anyway, yes, yeah, so we're talking about Mob Psycho 100. Yes. Yes. So Mob Psycho 100 is, uh, we're covering the anime today. Cause that's the, most, all I've the most pastorally consumed. friendship oriented show you'll, you'll find in the anime world. I don't know. I, that, that, that totally may not be entirely accurate. accurate. But, it depends. But, but it's not inaccurate, I guess. No. So, the show um, focuses on an 8th grader from Seasoning City, a fictional city in Japan. Mm -hmm. He attends Salt Middle School. His name is Shigeo Kageyama. His nickname is Mob. In Japanese, it's like Mob, which means like side character. (laughs) So, the whole like ethos of this guy is that he's very un... He's very forgettable. Hard is you don't notice him. He doesn't stand out. Even his design, like character design, is very plain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like bull cut, flat eyes, blank expression. Yeah, just kinda... deadpan voice intonations. He talks like this all the time. Has no movement in his voice. So he's just like this. Um, he he's not very noticeable. But mm-hmm. the thing about him is that he happens to have incredibly strong psychic powers. He doesn't use them on other people as a rule because his mentor slash master, Reagan Arataka, kind of advised him not to. Mm-hmm. To make to kind of get him to make his way in the world without using these super powerful abilities he has to mm. coerce and manipulate his way through life but become an actually strong person in yeah. terms of his character mm-hmm. rather than his powers yeah 
Now, the thing about Reagan is that he is not an actual psychic. He claims to have spiritual powers and claims to be able to see evil spirits and all that stuff, but he can't. He's just a con man that uses mob to do the work of actually exercising evil spirits, which is kind of what... He's got sort of a consulting he's, service he's got set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He offers other services as well. He has some things that he can actually do, like offer massages that make your shoulders feel free of weight so that all the things that are weighing you down can be released. It's like, oh, you or, have an evil spirit on your shoulder. Help me exercise that real quick. Or he'll, or you, you'll, he'll, they'll send him a cursed photo, and he will remove the evil spirit from the background using Photoshop. Yeah, so he has various <laughs> skills like that, so and enable him yeah. to provide genuine services for people. So he's he's not like a total <laughs> scummy con. He's not man, cheating, but, but most people. of his skills are vocal, verbal, mm-hmm. just being able to yeah. out talk people. He's yeah. a people person. He's a talker. And he, so he's he, kind of like a really good mentor for Mob. And a good so. judge of character, not despite not having the most honest character himself. <laughs> Although his his shtick is like, he doesn't cheat people. Like he, at the end of the day, helps them in a way that maybe they don't quite understand is what's actually going on. Or didn't know they needed. Yeah. Yep. Now, when there's actual evil spirits involved, he needs Mob to help out with that. Mm-hmm. But um, Mob is an Esper, which there aren't. There's only select people with psychic powers in the world. Yeah, this is not a very common thing at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mob at the start of the show has no doesn't know anyone else who has them. Mm-hmm. So um, um, he's just kind of chilling in middle school, doing middle school things with joining his job clubs. On the side. Yep, with his side job, and uh, he kind of gets recruited to join the telepathy club because someone finds out he has these weird powers, and then, because the telepathy club's about to be dissolved because they don't have enough members. Mm -hmm. And he decides, "Eh, I don't really want to. I want to join the body improvement club who are trying to take over their room Mm -hmm. in the school, the telepathy club. So he kind of wants to be popular. He doesn't want to be nobody anymore and he wants to get physically stronger mm-hmm. and discipline himself to become a better be person. able to stand up for himself but not use his powers and people that sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah so of course he immensely struggles with that like he has never done exercise and is sort of like a frail kid to begin with so mm-hmm. he is a monumentally hard time but despite being extremely buff and intimidating the body improvement club are all nice bros total mm-hmm. bros They're just gentle giants bros they're they're very encouraging him, and they they're just they're just nice guys. Wow, that's a new mm-hmm. record. Keep that up for another couple of years, and you might be at the level of a normal middle schooler. <laughs> 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 this show is funny, by the way. Yeah, it's it's very humorous. Yeah. I guess another note, I guess on uh, on Mob is the reason why he found Reagan was because like he so he was sort of struggling to figure out how to use his powers and like develop as a person, and so he saw that Reagan's sign was like, you know, expert in evil in psychic spirits stuff or whatever. Such. Spirits and such is the mm-hmm. name of his consultation office. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he goes into Reagan the consultation would... office asking if he can help him out. And Reagan's like, oh, this kid's super powerful. Maybe we can help each other out. But yeah, Mob is g- generally speaking trying to s- become a better person. 
and can, needs help from people now and again. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes and does various middle school activities. And um, as he's walking home one day, this cult sort of tries to recruit him. And he's like, well, I don't really feel like I'm unhappy, but this cult of smiling people is, they're just doing things down here. So I'm going to go see what they're about. So he goes down there and it turns out that an evil spirit is possessing the, the leader of the cult. So they have a big showdown and here we witness Mob's first explosion. So in the title, Mob Psycho 100, you see that the number is kind of like Mob's percentage of, uh, I don't know. Really Emotional stress. Yeah. The, the kid doesn't isn't very good at processing emotions. So either he feels relatively nothing or like everything all at once. He's either zero or a hundred, right? So, so like when there. and his psychic powers are tied to his emotions. So when his emotions go out of control, he goes into like this uh, psychic rage based on what emotion is dominating at the moment. Mm-hmm. He goes like Super Saiyan, basically, pretty with, much, uh, yeah, with emotional powers, nearly so, unstoppable. I forget what the first emotion he explodes. I think it might be but... angry. He he, he might yeah, just get really angry at the. The, at, the at Dimple, the cult leader. Yeah, the cult, which turns the way he, I think, doesn't he gain control over people by making them laugh or something like that? But he can't make Mob laugh because he's just sort of deadpan, doesn't really. And also, Mob is an esper and can block that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has a big old fight with Dimple and almost exercises him, but decides to spare him. But dimple makes him into sort of a very weakened version of an evil spirit. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's just a little floaty green ball that follows him around and does what he tells him to. Mm-hmm. Because um, Dimple is all all in it for power, right? He, he wants to control people. He wants to like rule the world eventually. And so after not getting almost killed by this kid, he's like, hey, if I stick around this kid, maybe I could make eventually make him do what I want him to do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick around and bug him. Uh, until he, uh, I can I can get to use his powers, so that's why Dimple's following Mob around now, just kind of as his weird side sidekick. Mm-hmm. So after this, um, Salt Middle School gets into a bit of a gang war with Black Vinegar Middle School, mm-hmm. and Black Vinegar Middle School has this absurdly powerful like gang leader, and he just like takes on. 50 dudes at once and he's unstoppable because every middle school in seasoning city has a a gang, a gang. <laughs> yep that are all rivals it's, they have turf wars so, yeah they're having a turf war and uh the gang leader at salt middle school tries to convince the body improvement club to come in and help them fight this guy but they're not about that they're strictly non-violent they're not strictly nonviolent, but they, they're kind of like, I want to stay out of this. They want to be honorable and yeah. use their strength for good. Mm-hmm. So the, the gang leader kidnaps Mob as a, as a bait to try to get the Body Improvement Club to come rescue him. And, of course, Mob is an esper and doesn't really like have any trouble with this other guy at Black Vinegar Middle School, who, as it turns out, is also an esper. Mm-hmm. And... Teru, who's the the guy at Black Vinegar, recognizes that he's an esper too and says, 
oh, dude, you got to fight me so I can prove I'm the best there is. And he's like, yeah, but I don't use my psychic powers against people, said Mob. He's like, oh, you're going to dishonor me by not fighting me and I'm just going to beat you up then. So he proceeds to try to beat Mob up. Mob has another explosion, kind of basically blows up the entire middle school and... All like, of his hair. Beats the yeah. crap out of this other Esper in his like, blind rage. Mm-hmm. Because, He's like, Mob tries over, like tries really hard to, like, not explode and try to keep himself from hurting this other guy. But at the end, like, he just can't, he just can't take it anymore. And so he goes full Psycho 100 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Teru is very humbled by this experience. And, like, leaves this bald patch on top of his head. Being punched into the sky and getting all of his clothes blown off in an explosion kind of as a way of bringing you down to Earth, Mm -hmm. one might say. (laughs) Yeah, and afterwards, Mob kind of rebuilds the entire school after... He's regained consciousness, basically. Yeah. So, almost as if nothing happened. And Teru comes back later and says, hey, you taught me a valuable lesson about uh, being humble and stuff, so I'm going to be like you. While also wearing a ridiculously tall wig. To compensate (laughs) for the bald spot. It's It's like a three-foot-tall wig. (laughs) It's such a great visual. Um, Mob's younger brother, Ritsu, is a bit more put-together. He's a, he's a popular kid. He's well liked by a lot of people. He kind of he has his stuff together. He's on the student council and all that. Mm-hmm. But he's also been secretly jealous of Mob's psychic powers and feels a little so, bit threatened by him. Yeah, maybe a little bit, a little bit. So Dimple sort of worms his way into Ritsu's mind and helps him kind of awaken his own powers and. This causes uh, the ire of an organization called Claw to be alerted, and they they decide to kidnap. They're trying to kidnap Mob, but they end up kidnapping Ritsu on accident because mm-hmm. they're both Kageyama, so they don't they don't know that he's not the one they're looking for. And so Mob goes and gets all of his psychic friends to try and go rescue them. Mm-hmm. Right, because like Ritsu had been hanging out with like there's this like this rich dude who's trying to get people with psychic powers to like awaken and realize them, and so Ritsu's been going to this place and hanging out with these people who have like sort of mildly, like sort of mild powers and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and this yeah, this attracts the attention of the uh, claw, so they because they're working on collecting psychics from all over the world into this organization. Mm-hmm. so that they can take over the world mm-hmm. right so mob goes to rescue them fights a bunch of their guys and um eventually at the end reagan kind of cons his way into the building by pretending that he's the, the leader boss. of the organization mm-hmm. and basically comes and tells all of these really powerful espers that they're just clowns and they need to get their life together mm-hmm. it's just this great great <laughs> moment of him just like you guys are so detached from reality you're what you're doing here is you're literally beating up children here. Mm-hmm. like what are you doing 
And now, they're like, oh gosh. Well, what happens well, our entire is lives. Mob is about to go full psycho because he's like, I don't want to have to use my powers to protect my friends, but it doesn't look like I have a choice. And then then Reagan sort of just like slaps him and is like, you just run away. You don't have to fight. You trust know, me. Yeah, trust and me. And then what happens is Mob, uh, Mob like transfers like his psychic abilities to Reagan for a short period. So he's just like an invincible guy, which is how he was able to get in a position where he could talk down the uh, claw uh, heads of division or whatever. The mm-hmm. scars, as they're called, because they all have a scar. Yeah. Um, they, so they're... like they can't make a move against him, and he's just yelling at them about how much big of a failure they are in their lives for this. It's how kind of pathetic and dumb they're being. With and their... they show just how pathetic they are when they're, you know, like the, one, the one guy him. has like this this like katana that he's cursed over and over again until it becomes a powerful weapon, and then he like breaks it on the back of uh, <laughs> on the back of uh, Reagan, and he's like, "What is this thing? Is this plastic? Seriously?" <laughs> and they're all this just other guy is like these useless oversized shoulder pads that don't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's calling them out for like their crazy costumes and stuff, and so he's able to convince these people to rethink their life, basically. You want to go home and rethink your life. And there's this one who refuses to give in, and so he has to defeat him with, like, the plague mask or whatever. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where season uh, one is. That's the end of season one. And so... A lot of other little stuff happened. Yeah. Mob sort of learns a lesson, too, in this whole experience. Um, And that he doesn't... Backed into a corner... Even when backed into a corner, he can still choose not to harm people. Mm-hmm. and not rely on his powers to get him out of nasty situations but rely on his friends like Reagan and the others to help him preserve his integrity and that's sort of the end of season one right there mm-hmm. and season two is kind of starts off with some more jobs just kind of doing random stuff they like remove a Reagan. spirit from a from like some gardener's field Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Get paid in vegetable seeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, this will be important later. This is a surprise so, tool that'll help us later. <laughs> <laughs> and they exercise this really, really powerful evil spirit um, from a girl who he'd possessed. He's kind of like the most powerful evil spirit who's ever lived, basically. Mm-hmm. Or right. He used whatever, to be a psychic. Whatever it is that evil spirits exist i don't know if you can call it living right yeah well because like this guy's deal is he used to be a human who uses psychic powers for good and stuff like that but then like he wasn't able to save his mother from dying of like a terminal illness and so he's like all right screw this i'm done being good i'm going to start using my powers for my own personal gain and so he just becomes like the most evil power because he like absorbs evil spirits into himself Instead of exercising them and like uses their that power makes to him more powerful, but also makes him more evil. Mm-hmm. So and so and he, he eventually has this plan to absorb a ton of evil spirits and kill himself so that he becomes a vengeful spirit mm-hmm. when he dies. So this guy's pretty messed up. Yeah, and yeah. mob has to deal with him, and almost doesn't make it out, but manages with, to win with a little help from his friends. With a little help from his friends. And um, one of the former Claw members 
absorbs the guy. Like captures eat. him in a jar. Yeah. Because his his thing yeah. is having like pet evil spirits to do his dirty work. That's he's like mm-hmm. got a got a bunch of that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, some more uh, mob middle school stuff. Just kind of like running a marathon and not really finishing. Kinda. Trying to impress a girl, trying to join the student council, stuff like that. Yep. And then the the big boss of Claw kind of catches on and decides to start his world domination plan. So we met his son, Sho, at the end of season one. He Just, was kind of hanging out in the divisional office. He, he might have beat up uh, Mob's brother. Ritsu. And Sho is kind of intent on taking his dad down because he thinks that his dad's motivations are wrong and that he's he's kind of resentful for him neglecting his family over this whole world domination project. Mm -hmm. So he's resentful and wants to take him down so he forcibly recruits mob by burning down his house and making it seem like his parents died in the fire to enrage mob and make him go super saiyan yeah but also but then kind of whisks his parents away so they're not like they can't be used as leverage against him Mm -hmm. so he sends them on a all expenses paid vacation all of a sudden (laughs) to get them out of the way but mob doesn't know that so he thinks his entire family has been like decimated yeah he's about to go uh all 100 on everybody in sight but then um dimples like hey hey let, let, let's let's stop i think this is a fake let's go talk to ray again first and mm-hmm. he's like okay the city's kind of under attack like from claw they're wreaking havoc and all that stuff because mm-hmm. they have more evil espers that they're so using. yeah eventually all mob ritsu dimple uh, Reagan and several of the scars from the Who original follow, season one of follow Reagan as their leader. Yeah, they they all meet up in this time of crisis to plan their this little hideout the place. That rich guy's little bunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he his the kids he's been training are also with them. So, and so the leader of Claws sort of hold up in this tower in the middle of the city where he's you know using as his base to take over japan and then the world so um and he's got like this collection of really powerful espers he's sort of manipulated into being like his core team um including this one blind guy who can teleport so he's super dangerous mm-hmm. then the guy with the umbrella mm-hmm. yeah umbrella man is a very interesting character we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about him in his final battle yeah but uh, the, the, the crew just the squad kind of goes and fights all these really powerful guys and sends mob and show up to fight the big boss and Mount the, the big squ- boss man is kind of like been plotting this his whole life because he always he's always felt he's superior to everyone because of his powers and you know he kind of is in a way because he can assert his will through his power basically all the time but he's also kind of like just this cold, emotionless, sort of repressed kind of guy. And world domination has been the only thing he's ever thought of. And 
him he's been sort of like repressing his emotions for 20 years which has given him this extremely large stockpile of psychic power which is like frighteningly powerful you know mob has a very hard time dealing with it and reagan shows up again as they're fighting he quickly realizes that this tactic isn't going to work again mm-hmm. like it did with the with the division guys because this dude's on a completely different level mm-hmm. mob has a big confrontation and he eventually i don't know he has a wacky psychic battle yeah it's a big wacky giant you know explodey and building flying everywhere kind of kind of battle um but after a certain point mob comes to a realization that's like oh i'm actually not be all doing i'm not being all that much better than my opponent i'm just Mm. fighting fire with fire to finish him and then he's like i can't do this which seriously confuses uh claw's boss man Mm -hmm. uh who they end up uh well, because he's been beaten up so much, like he's basically about to have a psychic explosion because he can't contain his stockpile of power anymore because mm-hmm. he's been weakened. And so Mob's like... It's going to explode and destroy the whole city, so Mob stays to like shield everyone from the blast. Because mm-hmm, his friends can't get away in time out of the blast mm-hmm. radius. Um, so there's the big explosion, um, and then a giant broccoli sprouts in the middle Giant of the city because if the, you pa- the recall, power of friendship and compassion allows mob to deflect the, the power and yeah, stay he, alive and divert it all into these seeds which he got in his pocket that he was paid that we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. so yeah he redirects all of the explosive energy into energy that makes this broccoli grow into like a giant mushroom cloud mm-hmm which he forgot they were even there, so he sort of did on accident, yeah. but in, but in like a self-sacrificial way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. saves um, the day. Saves the day. That's and that's then uh, the plot. The the father makes up with the son as he's going to jail, um, and yeah, uh, a couple of the people they fight on that we we talked about Umbrella Guy, he, who's he, sort of the bodyguard of the big bad guy. Um, let's talk about him a little bit. Yeah. Serizawa is kind of like, he was kind of a shut-in because he, like Mob, had very little control over his psychic powers. Mm-hmm. So anytime anyone was near him, he would kind of accidentally lash out and harm them. So he just kind of stayed in his room and played video games and was kind of just a degenerate, basically. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Claw Bossman comes along and says, I can help you. And he's like, oh, you're not one of those psychologists. I don't want anything to do with you. And he's like, no, I'm like you. And he's like, not getting hurt by Serizawa. So he's like, oh man, I'm saved. So um, Claw Bossman kind of teaches him and gives him this umbrella that says, you know, whenever or whenever you have this, imagine it's like I'm with you. Imagine you're in your room. Yeah, imagine you're in your room. 
So that allows Sarazawa to kind of be a functional person in the he's world. He's got yeah, because he's got like this really intense also, sort of agoraphobia type of thing going yeah. on. He he's a functional person, but he's also very much under the thumb of the claw boss man cousins. Mm-hmm. He didn't free him. He just moved the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, he's very grateful to Boss Man, so he kind of does what Boss Man wants. As a debt of gratitude. Doesn't realize, doesn't realize he's being manipulated into doing things he doesn't really want to do. Mm-hmm. And Mob, on his way to fight the big bo- bad guy, sort of he talks sees to that. Him he recognizes that. And comes to a, yeah, they they come to an understanding with each other. And so when he, Mob sort of shows him, like you know, you don't have to fight for this guy. Like you can, he's asking you to hurt people, and you don't want to hurt people. You should realize that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at the end of the show, kind of in the end credits, Sirizawa comes to work for Regan. His business is kind of escalating, and it's more than a part-time middle schooler can handle. Mm-hmm. Right. There was a, a B plot about uh, Regan getting famous for his work and then being outed as a fraud but then well mob saves him and well mob, mob quote unquote proves sort of, he's real. they have like a little bit of a falling out because mob feels like he feels like he's being used yeah because because he's trying to live he's just trying to be a normal middle schooler and um ha- have fun with his friends and stuff like that and Regan is sort of starting to become a little selfish, and he's like, oh, come on, it's just middle school. It's not really all that important. You'll see how d- dumb this is when he's older. And he's like, you know what? Maybe you should just be without me for a little while, and I'll have fun with my friends. And so Regan sort of has, like, this uh, period without um, Mob where he's just, like, sort of rediscovering himself. And he's like, you know what? I can be fine without Mob, but then he goes into, like, this fit of depression for a while he's like i bet mob mob's way, dying to get back with me too he's probably super sad and he's just out there having fun singing karaoke with his schoolmates mm-hmm. you know so but then reagan kind of comes out of that and is able to sort of make reconnect his, with mob yeah and they have a new newfound mutual respect mm-hmm so that that's, that's the, the, sort the of a plot of the show there yeah yeah more or Generally less speaking that's we've covered the big main points there's there's some side plots and stuff but we'll leave that to you guys to watch and mm-hmm. enjoy it's not a very long show it's only two seasons two seasons of 12 20 minute episodes apiece mm-hmm. so. so yeah more more reasonable yeah. than other shows it's pretty tightly packed yeah a lot happens um so I guess cool now that thing. we've covered the cool plot, stuff. what do we all like about this show? Excellent decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blur, oh, at the end of me. every episode, after the credits, uh, there's like a next time on Mob Cycle 100, and it's uh, narrated by Reagan. So it, it's being told to you as if Reagan's tell, giving the preview. Mm-hmm. And then at, at the end of every next episode preview, he tries to get you to, to buy merch for the show or mm-hmm. buy the box set. It's like, ooh, buying the box set? That's an excellent decision. Ooh, mm-hmm. watching the uh, the finale in real time? Ooh, get the manga. That's a good decision. <laughs> so, um, except for the one episode where they think Reagan is dead. And then Mob <laughs> is mob. narrating it. Mob does the narration. <laughs> it's it's, just, it's such a funny, consistent bit. Mm-hmm. that they do every time and that's 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 something i really like about the show it's really funny mm-hmm. 
the humor of the show is kind of just deadpan, but also off the wall. Yeah. Like, the, the world of Mob Psycho 100 is inhabited by just the most zany characters in terms of both design and personality. Nobody's really actually normal. Everyone's got this weird quirk about them. In fact, but the, in fact, the most normal... But they're all pretending to... Or at least trying to be normal and kind of failing at it. Like, some people have, like, these just ridiculously gigantic eyes or, like, a huge nose. You just Mm -hmm. look really old for no apparent reason. Even though you're in middle school, why do you have bags under your eyes and a bald spot? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then uh, there was, at one point, there's, like, some really fun visual storytelling, too. Like, where Mob is sort of crushing on this girl and he's kind of, you know, he's in middle school. So he's, like, super distracted. And I think he's, like... Like this girl's asking him to come meet him or something, and so he's in a hurry to get out the door. And Reagan's like, "What's going on? Nothing." And then Mob runs into like the door frame and falls <laughs> down. <laughs> That's the other thing. His cru- what's his crush's name? Um, Subomi. Sugomi. Um, every other character friends. has like these this really exaggerated zany arts like visual design, mm-hmm. and she his his Sugomi his crush is like the Sugomi. most generic anime girl design ever with like the big eyes and the perfect hair and the, and the soft <laughs> voice and all that stuff. And when the girls she's standing next to whenever he sees her or pictures her have like vegetables for heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because the only thing he sees is her, yeah. Right, like everything else is like ancillary. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I so the the visual identity of this show is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the openings are some of my favorite animation that exists. And the psychic yeah. fights get really trippy, and it's so fun. Yeah. Imagine... Just, like, if nothing else, just go on YouTube and, like, watch the opening. Like, just... They're so... They're just crazy, absolute, off-the-wall, like, acid-trip animations, but they're so... So full of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The show has a personality to it. And in like the world full of crazy looking people, Mob is the most neutral looking guy, the most neutral like reactions and expressions to things. So his lack of reaction makes the rest of the world seem all the crazier. It's I, mean, so I suppose fun. you could say the theme of the show is personality. It is. And yeah. I was going to get to that. Well, there we go. Should we get into our transcendental well, analysis no, no it's, no? it's still okay. themes and cool stuff we're not there okay, yet well okay unless we're running obviously out there's the, the very um obvious theme of emotions and the way that emotions develop and what emotions have in terms of you know power over your life mm-hmm. you know if it was pretty easy to to understand that before we were explicitly told in season two that psychic powers are directly impacted by emotions but i think that there's like a a real life analogy to the way that the emotional explosions are portrayed Mm -hmm. like if you continually repress your emotions all the time and have no outlet for them they're going to end up exploding in ways that you don't want that are ultimately just destructive yeah and we see that like every time one of mobs explosions occur like his personality is totally transformed he goes from being this like flat deadpan meek guy to being you know he's just like a being of pure rage you're a being of pure you know 
fear, sadness. you know, or sadness. Mm-hmm. And he he sort of becomes like detached and remorseless. Like he doesn't care what happens. He just needs to vent this emotion off of him, and he needs to remove the threat. Mm-hmm. It's so kind it, of it kinda... similar to like in Avatar, where Aang sort of loses control for a little bit when he's in the Avatar state. It's sort of a similar deal there. Yeah, but this kind of has a a more has a point to it, mm-hmm. like as but at the same time there's uh that's that's how emotions work in real life yeah you know if, if you store something up and you you never deal with it it's going to manifest itself in a way that's really harmful to people around you and yourself yeah then i would say there's the the evil spirit guy who is kind of the opposite dimple? not 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 dimple oh, but oh, the the, evil, guy, the, yeah, the yeah. really bad evil spirit guy cuz he was acting purely on his emotions he like never stopped feeling angry and afraid and hateful toward uh, people he sees as inferior. He, he he was very self-serving and very trying to please himself. Yeah, and so he, acting purely on emotion also he leads down a very dark, very twisted road. And remorse yeah. for the things he'd done. That was sort of where his repression. So came the in. the the main two antagonists of season two kind of had opposites going on there. Yeah, where one was kind of just repression, one was total expression, yeah. right? And Mob's thing too over the course of the show, as like he's doing all these other things outside of his psychic powers to become a stronger, better person, as he he sort of becomes more and more, I guess, in touch with his emotions and to an extent. The more he's in control, the better he is at controlling his powers as well. It's sort of reflected in that, and also just having friends having people he can talk to about his problems and Mm -hmm. about just life he becomes more at peace with his life he starts to develop more of a sense of humor and he's becoming more more of a well-rounded person he becomes more expressive over the course of the show Mm -hmm. and he's also generally a very like even at the beginning of the show he's very he cares very much about other people and yeah he's not necessarily the best at expressing that but mm-hmm. he's he's deeply um empathetic and yeah you know cares about what other people think yeah he, he very much feels things he just doesn't show it or mm-hmm. express it in a healthy way yeah um and i think th- this kind of emotional maturity is what makes reagan such an impactful character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because despite having no psychic powers like he's a fairly emotionally mature guy yeah he's very he knows, level-headed like he knows how to handle like he knows how to advise mob on how to deal with the things he's dealing with mm-hmm. so he's got this innate well maybe not innate maybe he's had to work for it mm-hmm. but this emotional maturity that he's built up and that's why his like control of mob's powers is so strong when he gets them temporarily at the end of season one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well he's also like even though he's a little bit of a trickster and i think it's implied that mob kind of knows he's not actually a psychic but the reason why he still follows him as his master is because he recognizes reagan's wisdom um and his how he's helpful and helping mob you know, become a more well-rounded person. 
um, and control his powers. And Raygun actually does kind of have some know-how about how like the the um, spiritual world works somewhat. If he's really not that equipped to <laughs> do much besides throw salts at people, <laughs> I, which I love never it. works. I love it whenever I love his moves. super moves. The special moves that like get a slowdown, <laughs> like the the screen freeze frames, and then the narrator's like, "Salt punch." This is where Master Reagan throws salt <laughs> at the face of his opponents and punches them. Because like one thing he recognizes is that he can't really go toe to toe with these psychics on their spiritual level, but on a human level, he very much has like this ability to. He has overcome. he has the ability to just read people. Mm-hmm. He's really good, ju- a really good judge of like people, which is what part of what makes him a good con man. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't abuse that totally. Right? Yeah, he makes money, but then he gives he gives people relief from their problems when they come to him, but in a way that they didn't necessarily know they needed because they're like, oh, it's probably an evil spirit. He's able to recognize like in the cases. Where it's not like, actually, you just have back problems here. Let me give you a massage. I'll tell you it's an evil spirit if it makes you feel better. And then sometimes when it's an evil spirit, you just like mob, do your thing. Actually, you just needed closure that you never got to talk to your dad before he passed away. Yeah. He's Mm. able to recognize that with one guy that comes into his office and wants a seance with his dead father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I think one a- of the one of the other important themes in the show is like the the theme of following one's desires. Because mm. mm. at the beginning, Mob is kind of content to go with go along with whatever anyone else wants. He's not very assertive with his own desires. Which he, he joins the telepathy has. club because the strong-willed club leader is determined to find. Uh, telepathic people and so you is like hey you need to join this club and do as i say and he's just like okay it just causes less conflict for him mm-hmm. just to go along with it mm-hmm. but as the show goes along people are like getting him to think about what he wants mm-hmm. and him to consider what he wants to do and actually act on that which is very i think needed for a lot of people especially mm-hmm. in our generation who there's are a lot of acedia like, going around yes this is the anti-acedia show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess we can explain what acedia is briefly i mean there's a whole episode yeah. on clerically speaking it, to to succinctly summarize it it's the inability to desire the good mm-hmm. and we just it's don't it's care it's definitely yeah you kind of are just detached from you don't mm-hmm. have a desire to do the good things. Don't have a desire to improve yourself, to avoid sin, whatever. And Mob sort of starts out that way. He's very ascetic. But through the help of his friends and other people, he he learns to follow his own desires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes from not doing evil to doing good. Which are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, which I suppose we're getting about to the uh, transcendental analysis here. So, truth. What uh, 
what is some truth we can glean from this show? I mean, we've been talking a lot about this stuff, but yeah. right. What are some like main takeaways? for the, the bullet points? Yeah, what are some people, main takeaways? People need other people. Yeah. As Mob mm-hmm. so kindly informs Mr. Bossman as they're in their final confrontation. Mm-hmm. He's Mr. Bossman mm-hmm. wants to be on his own. He wants to do everything himself. But Dominate Mob only got as far far enough to face with him because he met people, because he has a group of people that support him and he supports. Mm-hmm. And Mob kind of started out that way too. He, he could was, very well have become this uh, evil McBoss man had he continued being the way he was before he met Master Reagan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people need other people. Mm-hmm. Do your, as your your emotions are important is another thing. Right, address it's them important. and express them in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let them control you, and don't put them hide them. Yeah, you have to f- sort of find the balance between you can't suppress them and you can't just let them go. You have to kind of find that balance between where you need to have healthy outlets for your emotions. Like people and friends to yeah. talk to. And, and body improvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lifting weights and running. Development of virtue, one might say, is a great way to bring your emotions into balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see also with great power comes great responsibility is like another sort of <laughs> yeah that's theme of the show um yeah even if you are really like dominantly good at something you shouldn't use that to exploit other people and dominate them you need to be responsible with that ability and also don't stake your whole identity on that yeah because if you do what do you you're kind of wasting yeah. your, your, your personality. If your personality is consistent with the thing you're best at. If you find someone who's better at that than you, or you Suddenly, find that you lose that ability somehow, like your whole identity is gone. And yeah. You kind of become a, a hollow shell of a person. You need to kind of diversify your identity a little bit. Like, still have like the most, like your priorities, what you identify with, like in the most important things, but then like, yeah, don't, don't put all of your eggs in one basket, as it were, with your life. So to become a well-rounded, more fully developed person with varying interests and hobbies and things you enjoy. And that will make you ultimately a uh, more socially adept person. Mm-hmm. And more at peace with yourself. Um, so goodness, what are what is good in this movie? Chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Reagan's mentorship is just. It's kind he's of, not a perfect man, but he is very astute. He does a lot more for Mob's development than his parents do, certainly. His, his parents are just kind of like, could you stop bending forks? <laughs> no spent bending spoons at the table, son. <laughs> yeah. There's no spoon. But but Reagan is very uh, his his advice is always very pragmatic, mm-hmm. very uh, it's you have trouble uh, controlling your powers. Well, c- control these other parts of your life. He's got this you know? onus on perspective. I think 
if you get so wrapped up in the problems going on inside your head and aren't able to focus on like what's going on with others, like if you're, if you're so wrapped up in yourself, you're not going to be able to function. Mm-hmm. So you got to put, you got to put your struggles into perspective and learn some compassion. So yeah, his, his mentorship toward mob is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Good, good thing to see. Also the friendships. Oh yes, and the like, Body Improvement Club are total bros. Yeah, Mob gets picked on, and they step in, and they're like these six foot tall, burly eighth graders. He's, like, <laughs> he's on his way to school one day, and these kids from another middle school are like, "Hey, that looks like a nice lunch. Like, we give it to us." And then like Ritsu shows up, his brother, and then like the Body Improvement Club guys are all like, "Hey, you messing with Mob?" And then Mob's just over off in the corner, like, "Guys, I'm I'm okay. It's fine. Don't have to worry about." It. <laughs> they're just. <laughs> So he has like this really strong support system mm-hmm. in his life. And it's like, that's sort of one way they really bring that out is like in the episode where he wants to run a marathon. Like everyone's like, he's not going to finish the race, but like, we'll support him. We're going to, we're going to, you know, give him, give him support because he's really trying to improve himself. So <laughs> even his parents w- are like, once again, Reagan kind of shows up as he's running and runs with him for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even though Reagan can't run nearly as far or fast as mob can, because <laughs> he's been actually training. But he trains up so he can help mob in the marathon. So he's like willing to walk with him or mm-hmm. run with him as it were. So yeah, really strong support system. And then mob's ability to remember that like, use restraint in terms of using his powers against even the most evil people like trying to avoid bringing harm to others as much as possible right is like another theme of the ultimately show. it's his empathy that helps him win battles mm-hmm. it's reaching out and making that human to human connection that is what causes him to win because mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're dealing with people yeah and people need people yep you know and destroying a person at the end of the day makes you both... Destroying a monster at the end of the day just makes there be two, two monsters. Well, the number of monsters doesn't change. Yeah. One goes down, another... Is that down. from... What is that from? Like Batman or something like that? You, you yeah. kill a criminal and the number of criminal criminals stay the same or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I forget exactly how that worked, but yeah. But yeah, that's the gist of it. Beauty. Like we were talking about the shows, show like is, the animation mm-hmm. style is so fun to watch. Yeah, imagine it's, very, it's the, very colorful. Yeah, imagine the fight scene at the end of Into the Spider Verse, and that's like all the fight scenes <laughs> in the show, like that style of like just colors and splashes of energy and just crazy stuff going on. Like not one to one, but like very. It's got sort of a similar like. Yeah, the show's vibe to it. really zany when it wants to be, mm-hmm. but it also can slow down and be more subtle. There's, yeah, there's like the the subtler moments of just like uh you know reagan and uh mob walking every now and again like when there's something going on interiorly with with the characters that will like shift over from the regular animation style to this sort of charcoal pencil drawing of the person instead and like there's little moments like that um and also like this sort of uh multi-colored glassy spiritual energy stuff that will pop up and the fight scenes are just kind of crazy and yeah it's a very beautifully animated show but it's like if you happened to watch Gurren Logon, it's like very much a color scheme that Gurren Logon uses towards the end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so 
It's not run-of-the-mill animation by any stretch. It's very innovative and creative. Um, music is pretty good, too. Um, I don't know who's banging on what, but... Yeah, there's some kind of tapping going on on our end. Hopefully it doesn't show you hear the that? recording. Uh, very slightly, I think. Okay, it's probably not a big deal. So Anyway... Um, about uh, unity unity what do these parts reveal about the whole it's it's all united around the theme of emotion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the powers run on emotion the enemies like the the various characters have like different things to say about how one handles emotion Mm-hmm. That that is one of the core tenets of the show. Because Definitely. like, I mean, in real life too, like it's there's sort of different people are as a matter of fact, place too much of an emphasis on emotion, and others place too much of an emphasis on just cold rationality. And the reality is, you need both in order to become a better person. Even from the very beginning, you had that uh, cult of happy people. Who wanted yeah. to just wash away all their other emotions, be happy, and bl- blindly follow Dimple? And they were just like hysterical and like kind of lost control of their own, because he was like hypnotizing them. It's like, oh, but then after they, happy. then after he, he breaks up that cult, they create the cult of mob and try and find him to the, be their leader because they want, they just, is, they don't, they want to keep that feeling of like letting go of their all their negative emotions. They they just want to be happy and laugh. It's a weird B plot that never really resolves. No. But it's just kind of a funny background thing going on. <laughs> because there's like. Because Mob has no clue yeah. that any of this is happening. And they're like, it's our glorious leader. <laughs> it's kind of almost like uh, the life of Brian. Where a all little these people bit. People are ex- like, this guy's the Messiah, and Brian's just like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not the Messiah. <laughs> but um, that's, a, that's a weird movie. Money it it is very weird. Yeah. So, if yeah. they if they want to hear us talk about a story again, uh, where can they find us? Uh, you can uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Palapapists. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints, or suggestions for future episodes, email us at palladianpapists at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Palladian Papist Podcast. We'll be back at her again next week with more content. And we're not going to do the third anime. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if, if you, yeah. Well, if you listen we have to them Good stuff's coming down the pipeline. We've, we've been, we've good, been, good stuff. Good stuff. Preparing. For quite a while. Something we've been talking about for a while. Even longer than Dark Souls at this point. So it's, it's going to happen. Alright, cliffhanger time. You'll find out next week on... (gasps)